listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. I am one of your hosts, Clark Rockfall, ACB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. And I am Swapananda Kumar, ACB's Advocacy and Outreach Specialist. Thank you to everyone who is downloading and listening via your favorite podcast player, as well as everyone that is streaming and listening over the ACB Media Network. As always, you can find out more information about the American Council of the Blind by visiting our website, www.acb.org, or by emailing Swatha and me at advocacy at acb.org. All right, Swatha, what do we have in store for folks on this episode of the Advocacy Update? Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, we had a year interview for 2022, but this today is our continuation of that to go on to 2023. So our guests today are, well, you all know them pretty well, um, our president, Dan Spoon, and our executive director, Eric Bridges. Hello. Hey, Swatha. Hey, Clark. Hello, Swatha and Clark. Great to be here. Uh, looking forward to an uh, exciting conversation about the year coming up for ACB. And yep. thank you so much for joining us again as well. Uh, here we are. The tw- geez, 2023 is already uh, underway, and the staff and members and leadership are hard at work. Uh, hear that? I got that on the uh, the recorded record. Staff's hard at work. Busy uh, bees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan. Uh, What's uh, what's first on the docket here in terms of events or on the event calendar for the American Council of the Blind? Well, Clark, I think one of the key things that we have happening this spring is our D.C. Leadership Conference. And we're really thinking of that as four different legs of one stool. So there's the president's meeting and the legislative seminar, our first two legs, and those will be March 4th through March 7th. Uh, president's meeting is on the 4th and 5th, a legislative seminar on the 6th and 7th. They'll both be uh, virtual events. Uh, registration has opened. It opened up here last week, and we're getting a pretty brisk uh, registration going, which is pretty exciting. So those are our first two legs, and that'll be the afternoon of each of those four days. And on that Sunday night, we'll also have a fireside chat, which I think will be informative for our members. But that's just the first weekend of the 4th through the 7th. And then we're going to take a day off on the 8th while we all fly to Washington, D.C. And then we're going to get together for a really a five-day in-person conference uh, at the Old Town uh, Alexandria Hilton. Really lovely hotel right there in the center of Old Town. We're going to have a board meeting on the 9th. Uh, of March. Uh, we're On the 10th, we're going to have an amazing uh, ACP accessible currency rally, which we can maybe talk a little bit more about later. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we're going to have morning breakout sessions, some amazing luncheon speakers in the hotel. And then we're going to do tours each day during the conference. So the 9th through the 12th, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. And then 
On Saturday night, we'll have a dine around uh, networking opportunity. And on Monday, we're going to have a chance for folks to go and uh, get up on Capitol Hill and visit with their congressional representatives and senators. So just a really jam-packed week. Uh, the tours I, are just amazing, I think. We're going to de- do a tour of George Washington's Mount Vernon uh, State on Thursday. Uh, then Friday, we've got tours in the morning before the rally of the uh, White House Visitors Center, as well as the U.S. Botanical Gardens. Then on uh, Friday after the rally, we'll have a rally reception to kind of celebrate uh, our success. Uh, On Saturday after the lunch, we'll have a tour of the Library of Congress in the Capitol. And then on Sunday, I think my favorite is we're going to actually have a bus tour where people can get on and off and tour all those major monuments on uh, on the mall that runs from the Lincoln Memorial to the Capitol. So Wow, what an exciting, uh, exciting in-person event. So we really think about that. I know Eric Clark Swather, you are dealing with it. It's four separate events. We've got the president's meeting, the legislative seminar virtually, and then the in-person conference, as well as the uh, accessible currency rally. Now, Dan, what can folks expect from the legislative seminar and the virtual, the leadership conference portion, virtual portion of it? Well, I'll uh, maybe share that answer with Clark. Uh, The president's meeting on uh, Saturday, we're going to, uh, one thing we're doing this year is we're going to do video highlights of our six new members of our ACE board of directors that got elected in 21 and 22. So it's a chance to really get to know each of those board members a little bit better. We will also have a wonderful presentation from the Multicultural Affairs Committee. They're having an attorney that's coming in from the University of Virginia to talk about uh, disability rights, civil rights, all being human rights. And so I think that will be a really interesting discussion of the similarities and the synergies that have grown out of the two different uh, rights movements. Uh, In addition, we'll have presentations from uh, different affiliate groups. Uh, We'll have um, updates from many of our main committees. And Eric, who's going to be our speaker on Saturday, our keynote speaker? Sure. So very pleased to be welcoming the CEO of the Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired of San Francisco, Sharon Giovanazzo, somebody that has been a leader in our field for the last several years. Uh, She's an individual who is blind and has a really, I think, compelling story to tell. And uh, somebody who's, gosh, I just think she's very entertaining. And and I think that folks will uh, be able to take away some really good stuff from her presentation. So happy to have her. Yeah, I think she's she's just dynamic from what I hear. So I, I really, really look forward to uh, hearing her presentation. And then we're going to have connection shows each day hosted by Cindy Hollis and Obi Garrison that'll kind of give our different committees, fundraising opportunities, a chance to, to get on the air for a few minutes and share a quick story about what's going on in their area of ACB. Clark, uh, Swatha, what do we have going on at the Legislative Seminar on Monday and Tuesday, the 6th and 7th of March? Thanks, Dan. I I like to think of the the virtual portion of this year's 
leadership conference kind of as like the meat and potatoes of the ACB DC leadership conference. It's, it's familiar. You like it. It's nice, solid. It gets the job done. So the, the legislative seminar is what our members and our community expects from a legislative seminar. It will be uh, virtual presentations related to advocacy and public policy. Uh, this Swath and I are coordinating with our advocacy steering committee and the chairs of our various advocacy committees, assisting them with organizing uh, speakers and panels and presentations. Uh, I'll name, I guess, just one kind of section that I'm really looking forward to, and then I'll turn it to Swatha to do the same. So uh, again, like Dan mentioned, these will be the afternoon of Monday, March 6th, and the afternoon of Tuesday, March 7th. And I'll also add that registration is now open. And folks can go to acb.org or give us a call at the, the national office to be able to register for this year's DC Leadership Conference. Um, that and if, phone you, number, if you already have a profile, you can go to members.acb.org to register there as well. Or if beautiful. you don't, you can set one up. There you go. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you need help with any of that, you can always call 202-467-5081. Again, 202-467-5081. All right. So I am looking forward from the to from the legislative seminar. Um, it'll likely be the afternoon towards the end of the afternoon on Monday, March 6th. Uh, but the, the session we have on accessible health and wellness. And we will have highlights from some of our active members involved in the Get Up and Get Moving Committee, as well as uh, one of our ACB board members and some of our partners in this space sharing some ongoing efforts related to health and wellness and how we can make uh, medical technology um, uh, and just the whole health and medical experience more accessible for people who are blind and low vision. Uh, but we have a, a returning guest who presented with us over the summer at our annual conference and convention, Dr. Jill Heemskirt. And Dr. Jill will be back again to provide an update on what the National Institutes on Health are doing and how they are making progress, not only with accessible COVID testing, but remote uh, diagnostic testing in general. What what's being done to make that more accessible. So I'm excited for that conversation. Swatha, how about you? I'm excited to learn a lot to learn more at this session about accessible housing and what's required of um, housing, urban development funded housing, um, what's required for them to be accessible for blind folks. I have, that's a topic I've not really heard a lot about, or really know a lot about. I'm excited to learn more. And our members want us to learn more and be more active in this space as well. They passed a resolution last summer. So it's a, a great opportunity for us to kind of dive right in. Um, another area that I think will be really excited, there, there was some big news that came out at the, the beginning of February, end of January, 
about a settlement between ACB of Indiana and the state of Indiana for remote accessible voting, including electronic ballot return for people with disabilities, people who are blind, that avail themselves of a remote voting service. Um, so we've had accessible voting uh, panels and presentations in the past. And with this great news for, from a state that used to require an appointment with a traveling board, with a, a representative from uh, both major parties supervising the assistance of someone with a disability that you had to schedule in advance, uh, to now providing one of the most uh, or pledging to provide one of the most accessible systems that's available anywhere in the country is it's a huge victory for ACB of Indiana alongside with disability rights advocates and Indiana disability rights. So we'll uh, learn more about that as well as what other accessible voting advocacy our affiliates are taking on throughout the country. Dan, you mentioned the Accessible and Inclusive Currency Rally on Friday, March 10th. Uh, Eric, I guess a quick question for you. ACB has been engaged, shall we say, with the federal government um, in, a, in a legal sense, uh, filing a lawsuit back in 2002. So why is now the right time for uh a public demonstration related to accessible currency? Well, I would say over the last several years, really starting back in 2015, 2016, there was a movement afoot to change the portrait on, at the time, the $10 bill and now the $20 bill uh, to, you know, other uh, leaders, from our past. And uh, most recently, there's been a movement, I'd say over the last three or four years to have Harriet Tubman be placed on the portrait of the $20 bill. And uh, that's, that's great. Uh, that would, however, constitute a fundamental change or alteration in, in our nation's currency, which bumps up against the court order that requires there to be accessible currency, paper currency, when and if there's a you know a fundamental change to the paper currency made, which this portrait would clearly be. So, uh, hey, uh, I think we think it's 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 great that this movement um, you know has garnered some traction. The the Biden administration. Uh, you know, has has indicated their support for this, for the for the change in in the portrait. Uh, what we want is what the court said we should have fifteen years ago, <laughs> which is accessible paper currency, right? And so, uh, having the opportunity to to raise our collective voices on March tenth, which happens to be Harriet Tubman's birthday, to talk about our needs, which were hard fought and won in the courts, as well as those that are, you know, wishing to have Harriet Tubman recognized in this very public and, and cool manner, 
um, I think that they meld well together. And so to me, this is the perfect time for us to hold an accessible currency rally to, to raise our collective voices. Dan, anything you'd like to add? Oh, just this is an exciting moment for ACB. I, I have to tell you, I have never officially been in a rally uh, at, uh, you know, at Washington, D.C., right across from the White House. I mean, how cool is this that we are going to, to all gather in Lafayette Park directly across Pennsylvania Avenue from the corner of the White House, only a block from the U.S. Treasury, and raise our voices and have them be heard, hopefully not only across the street, but around the country uh, to really promote the well-fought and well-deserved need for accessible U.S. currency. I just encourage all of our members, friends, you don't have to register for the D.C. Leadership Conference in order to attend the rally. Uh, the rally is open to everyone. It's going to be from 2 to 4.30. We're having a professionally uh, staged rally with stage and sound, music, uh, you know, it will be uh, recorded uh, and made available for a future podcast and hopefully YouTube video. It's really an opportunity for us to get out there, raise our voices, and truly make a difference. And how often do you get to do something like this? I don't know, guys. And but I'm I'm pretty pumped up about this. I I've been telling all my friends. I am just psyched about. Uh, being there and and really truly having a rally that will make a difference. So Clark, you mentioned our kind of our key goals in the seminar are to communicate our largely to imperatives. So can you kind of give us a little rundown of what they are and why they're important to ACB? Uh, yes, but I will not do it alone. I'll have you help me because yes. our legislative imperatives, these are the four items that we are requesting our affiliates and members uh, to share with their members of Congress, both their representatives and their senators, whether they're doing that uh, through virtual meetings with their affiliates uh, or they're participating in in-person meetings. Now, th these are not the only issues that ACB is working on. As we said before, we are hard at work. Uh, but these are just four that we are highlighting uh, that are key to our programs um, and our advocacy in broad strokes here at the American Council of the Blind. And these will sound familiar because they were our legislative imperatives last year. However, last year marked the end of the 117th Congress. And we did have midterm elections. And a, a consequence of those elections are there are new members in Congress and we are starting a new, uh, we are starting the 118th Congress. And 2023 marks the first term of the 118th Congress. So all the bills that were not passed, they do not pass go, they do not collect $200, they all need to be reintroduced again. Uh, so that is what we are focusing on with our four legislative imperatives. Uh, the first one I'll mention is related to 
Accessible Health and Wellness, and that is the Medical Device Non-Visual Accessibility Act. It's much like we said how we will have a guest from National Institutes on Health uh, talking with us about the work they're doing to make at-home testing more accessible. We want all diagnostic medical equipment uh, and durable medical equipment to be accessible for people who are blind and low vision. So that is what the Medical Device Non-Visual Accessibility Act is about. Uh, in the 117th Congress, it was only introduced in the House of Representatives by Jan Schakowsky from Illinois. Um, we are confident that we will get it reintroduced in the House again, who knows, maybe even before the legislative seminar takes place. But the goal for this year is to get a Senate companion bill. Uh, and much like it was in the 117th Congress, ensure that it is, again, a bipartisan priority, uh, not only for Congress, but for ACB as well. Swatha, what's one of our other uh, health and wellness related legislative imperatives? Yes, keep keep with the theme of health and wellness. Um, it's imperative in exercise, exercise and fitness for all. Act the what this bill would do is it would kind of set standards for accessible equipment in gyms and fitness facilities and make sure that you know staff members are trained in assisting in assisting blind folks with with this with these machines or um, in classes. So this bill was introduced in the last Congress by Senator Duckworth and um, Representative Mark Desaulnier. Um, and since the new Congress, we do want the bill introduced. And it's a major priority for us and for um, other folks with disabilities. So Clark, Betty Clark. Yes, and I, I think it's important to mention those two bills together because we, we certainly want folks to be able to uh, manage and take charge of their own health, uh, especially if they have chronic and comorbid conditions like uh, obesity, diabetes, high cholesterol, heart disease, uh, a bunch of diseases and illnesses that are more prevalent in the blind and low vision community. Uh, that's community with a small c. But we also want to make sure that folks have the equipment and tools uh, to maybe even prevent the acquiring of those conditions in the first place. And that's why uh, the Exercise and Fitness for All Act is so important. Another one of our imperatives that was introduced late last year, uh, which was great to start conversations and increase awareness, uh, but we are looking to reintroduce the Communications, Video, and Technology Accessibility Act, the CVTA. Uh, and Eric, CVTA sounds pretty similar to something that you worked on uh, back when you were sitting a few doors down in a different different role in a different seat than you are now. Yeah, it is really the the kind of the natural progression from a technology standpoint uh, to the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, also known as the CVAA. And uh, both a champion of accessible communications with the 
being the lead sponsor on the CVAA and now again on the CVTA. We're excited to be working with staff for Senator Markey um, in the Senate on this issue, as well as Representative Eshoo in the House. Uh, it's, it's wild to think that 13 years ago, when the CVAA was passed, uh, we really were not streaming video from companies like Netflix, Amazon, and, and so many others. So there's just one example of how technology has evolved since uh, the CVAA was passed and why an amendments bill like the CVTA is so important. We want to make sure that as, as technology progresses, as there are new ways of consuming media and entertainment and communicating, that those are accessible to people with disabilities as well. So within the CVTA, we are uh, expanding requirements for accessible video user interfaces. Uh, we have learned from our members and from the audio description project, just how important audio description is to uh, people who are blind and low vision. But we also know that the current requirements are pretty limited in, in scope. And we've had a, a lot of success as an organization uh, doing what we can to expand upon that. But that, that legal framework, that floor needs to be raised as well to ensure that all videos have audio description um, and that all video communication services are accessible to people who are blind and low vision as well. So that's why we're excited about the CVTA. And Swatha, last but not least. Yes, this last one. So much like we wanted, we wanted to um, make the built environment accessible, the environment outside accessible to folks with disabilities, we also want the online environment accessible as well. So kind of on that line, um, we, with, um, we worked with Senator Duckworth and Representative um, Charains from Maryland on the websites and Sovereign Act. So what this bill would do is it would, it would set standards and um, make sure that websites and apps and kind of early between accessible for facilities. So um, accessible with, 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 with a screen reader or with um, a switch or like any kind of device that authority aid that people use to kind of use 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 a computer. So we're excited that it was introduced last year and and now that it's new content we want to introduce this year and hopefully get it more momentum more much momentum momentum in um, the build process. So fantastic. And I wanted to also share for both the president's meeting and the legislative seminar that ACB again is working to be the leader in our field of uh, blindness and low vision and trying to be as totally inclusive as we can be. So as part of our uh, virtual portion of the DC Leadership Conference this year, we will be providing CART for our deaf blind community that'll be available on all of these sessions as well as for the first time, we will be translating into Spanish language. So it will be available in both English and Spanish. And it's really exciting that a couple of our ACB members who are professionally trained in Spanish translation 
will be helping us with those efforts. So it's uh, kind of a shout out to uh, Gabriel Lopez Cafati and the Hispanic Latino Subcommittee of the Multicultural Affairs Committee to the SASE Committee, Sight and Sound Impaired. And we really look forward to having everybody have an equal opportunity to participate. Talking all about the in-person portion of the convention. We've got some really exhibitors that are going to be participating. Yes. Yeah. So for the, and I'll just do a quick overview here for the, the in-person portion following the currency rally. Um, But along with the rally, we, we wanted to give folks a reason to uh, spend their, their time and treasure to come to the in-person portion. And uh, that means making an experience that cannot be duplicated in the virtual environment. So that's why there are there are so many great tours that are lined up. That's why we're doing the the dine around dinner on Saturday night, where folks will uh, select it from a, a list of you know internationally inspired uh, restaurants and cuisines and attend those in small groups to be able to network and communicate uh, and connect with members who they likely otherwise may not already know or may not have spent a lot of time with. But our, uh, our real focus will be on focus groups and providing in-person feedback to several of our partners. So whether that's getting hands-on with new voting technology. You know, before I mentioned the the great success of ACB of Indiana, expanding access to remote accessible voting. Well, we've, we have a, a vendor that will be joining us and wants to hear from our members about what accessibility looks like on remote voting systems. We have our friends from the Space Telescope Science Institute, the the team that works on interpreting data from the Hubble Space Telescope and the James Webb Space Telescope that we had on a podcast in, I think, September of 2022, talking about the alt text they've created for the, for the, the data and the images. Well, now they've they've taken their ex- accessibility work a step further and have created some tactile images and larger museum type exhibits. So we're excited to literally get hands on with the Space Telescope Science Institute. Those are just a couple um, that I'll I'll talk about now. We'll tease some more as registration stays stays open but we're having uh, many more conversations to to fill up everyone's mornings as well as having uh, some some group luncheon presentations from these great partners as well and we'll also have an opportunity during those morning sessions to have some true focus groups uh, with our members and staff uh, we're looking to do two sessions, two on Saturday and two on Sunday, that will focus on topics uh, like what is the future of membership look like inside of ACB? Uh, What works and what doesn't work with our relationship between our members and our staff? So all kinds of opportunity. And these are not lectures. These are going to be in a 
you know, in a square, kind of a fishbowl type of environment where we can really dialogue and have good constructive conversations and hopefully brainstorm and come out of there with some good ideas and hopefully better understanding. So I think it's going to be a really, you know, the nice thing about having an in-person portion like this is you can really dialogue and have discussions. And it's going to give our ACB leaders an opportunity to really get some thoughts out on the table. We're not going to solve problems, but we're going to brainstorm and I think hopefully come away with a much better understanding than we had going in to some of the key topics that are um, our challenges here for the future of ACB. So that does the DC Leadership Conference, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) all right so since we cover that in detail um next move on to the convention in in chambers in the 2023 convention in schomburg um dan what can you tell us where can listeners know right now about the convention and what's going on there well, first of all, just a huge shout out to Janet Dickelman and her entire uh, convention committee uh, and all the hard work they're putting in planning uh, this year's convention. It will be in Schaumburg, Illinois from June 30th uh, to July 7th. That's the in-person or hybrid portion of the event. But the actual convention will gabble in on June 19th. Even before we gavel in on the 17th, we'll have our uh, ACB summer auction, which is always a fun event for everybody. And then we'll gavel in on the 19th, pass our standing rules uh, this year on uh, the nights of Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We'll uh, debate uh, and do voice votes uh, for all of our resolutions that are presented this year. And then on Friday, we'll uh, handle any constitution and bylaw amendments. And we'll do those in evening sessions that'll start uh, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5%, 5, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so it's uh, going to be a good time for everybody to participate equally on Zoom through that business portion uh, of our convention. We will also have uh, Zoom only virtual events that will be held on. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of that week, which is the 22nd, 3rd, and 4th, I believe, if I've got my dates right. Uh, And there we'll have uh, special interest affiliate business meetings, uh, Friends in Art Showcase, perhaps. Uh, We're going to have different committee and special interest breakout sessions. So that's going to be really an exciting lead in uh, to the virtual portion of the convention. And then the hybrid portion, again, will start on the 30th uh, with the ACB Board of Directors meeting on that Friday. We'll have opening session on Saturday, an evening breakout sessions all during the day on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, we're gonna do something a little different this year. And instead of having a general session on Sunday morning, immediately following the opening session on Saturday night, we're going to have two very focused um, kind of two, two and a half hour breakout sessions, hybrid. There'll be Everybody will be able to share and participate in them on two 
topics that really impact our, our membership and most likely in the advocacy area, things that were really, uh, you know, on the top of our mind. And we think uh, we can make a difference and bring good information to our members and friends. Then we'll have our general sessions uh, each morning, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We have officer elections this year, and we'll be using Vote Now. So on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, excuse me, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we'll have the individual vote uh, from 2 to 6 Central Time. And then the following mornings after those individual member votes, we will have the affiliate roll call vote. So we've got uh, our banquet on Thursday night. Stay tuned for who our banquet speaker will be. But we've already got a confirmation that our international, international guest this year will be the president of the World Blind Union, uh, which is Martine Abel Williams, which is just a wonderful person. She was going to come to our convention when it was going to be in Schomburg in 2020. So here we are, three years later, back to the convention location that we that we were going to attend in 2020. So. Again, I think it's just an amazing testament to our members, what we've gone through with the pandemic over the last three years. And here we are back in Chicago, outside of Chicago in Schaumburg. And I think it's just going to be a, a really, a really well attended and exciting uh, place to have a convention. I know Clark and, and Eric and team, you all have had a chance to be there. And it's just a, a wonderful uh, venue. Dan, that feels like a lifetime ago. We had the ACB fall <laughs> it does, <party> doesn't it? <laughs> in October 2019. That's right. In, yes. in Schomburg in preparation for our convention in 2020. And here we are You've now. You've been there like six months, Clark. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now you're a grizzled veteran. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it's only two miles away from what the second largest mall in the United States, the Fieldstone Mall. It's, it's just, it Woodfield? is. Very nice. Yeah. Is it what, what is it? That it Woodfield. Yeah. Woodfield. Woodfield. Okay. Thank you. Swat. We should ask Swat that she, she grew up in that area. So, she <laughs> tell so kind of moving on to our last, to our last big event of the year, um, Eric. So you had the 80, the audio description audio description of words gala um in kind of the fall of 23 um what kind of takeaways have you had from the last two years and what do you want what, what what are you really looking looking at changing this year or picking a better this year sure so uh there are some work streams from the from the gala planning committee that have already begun to meet and uh we'll be pulling together the full uh planning committee here in the next couple of weeks to to formally reconvene but um and, and by the way that that is months earlier than we have each of the last two years uh we're getting a better handle on all the work that goes into preparing and then executing the gala the gala itself the the actual video that you see is maybe an hour an hour and five minutes in length but the actual preparation that goes into what you see takes months and months uh, the, from a from a communications planning standpoint from a 
a, a fundraising and development standpoint to because this is a fundraising event for our organization, along with you know providing awareness to not just the blind community, but the general public about the importance of audio description. Um, there is a, just a ton of work that, that goes into all of this. And, you know, very pleased that last year we were able to raise $111,000 uh, for, you know, the, for the American Council of the Blind and the, the ADP project. Um, it was really very successful and it was highlighted by two, two uh, I would say, iconic celebrities, Stevie Wonder and Ewan McGregor. Um, that, that agreed to participate and lend their their name and their voice to to the gala. So was we were all really excited and, and pleased with with the outcome. I think you know this year it's you know how do we how do we do this bigger and better than we did last year? How do we raise more money? How do we get different uh, you know celebrities actors? Uh, who are A-list to agree to participate? Um, are there additional individuals that would be uh, helpful to have join the, the gala planning committee? Is there an interest in putting together a Spanish version of this gala that had been talked about last year? And that's something that we are going to uh, have a discussion and some serious discussions about and, and potentially even do for this year. I think we're in a better planning mode. We're in a better place and understanding the work that goes into that. So those are, those are some of the things. Um, we're also, <laughs> as part of this initial meeting of the full planning committee, going to determine a date certain for the gala. And uh, so the gala will be, once again, it will be virtual. It will be a video and uh, will likely take place in the October, November, December, the fourth quarter timeframe uh, of, of our fiscal year. So, uh, you know, it, it has been, <clears throat> I would say, a wonderful event to be able to, to work with folks uh, across the organization, our members, but then again, our corporate partners, um, many of whom sit on, a few of whom anyway, sit on the planning committee for the gala itself, Paramount Global, Comcast, uh, Vispero, and just to name three. Uh, but last year, being able, to, being able to reach out to companies like Disney, uh, as well as uh, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, and Fox Corporation uh, to have them sponsor uh, and, and financially support ACB in this event for the first time ever. Uh, it, showed, it showed growth and it showed the, the credibility that this sort of event has. And, and frankly, the credibility that ACB has in this area universally. And uh, I think that there's a lot of strength and a lot of um, positive momentum that we've built over the last couple of years coming into 2023 to, to be able to make this even, even bigger and better than it was in 2022. You know, last year there were a couple new innovations like the People's Choice Award. Um, in 2021, the first year, one of the 
Uh, kind of the biggest celebrity cameo appearance was by Jason Momoa. Uh, last year it was Ewan McGregor and Stevie Wonder. So, uh, Eric and Dan, where do we go from here? How do you how do you get bigger and better? Well, that's our job. So you know, <laughs> as we continue to widen the widen our sphere of influence, Clark, you know, with mm-hmm. with relationships here, I think we'll have the ability to to potentially bring in. You know, one, if not two folks that would be, you know, equal the caliber of those three. And that's, that's, that's big. I don't know if you get much bigger, you know, Stevie Wonder is a, I would argue an icon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And, and uh, Jason Momoa and Ewan McGregor are just huge stars. So is being able to, to, you know, be topical, you know, uh, get get somebody who's who's hot, who's known, um, and maybe maybe turn it into a couple of those people. Be it would be great. Well, I'm excited uh, not only to be in the audience and see the final product, but I'm also excited about everything we have going on here at ACB and that we're working on. Whether it's our leadership conference coming up in March, the conference and convention this summer. And then of course the audio description awards gala in the fall, Eric, what's the best way for folks to keep up with ACB and stay in touch to know all the great things that are going on? Sure. Well, I would, um, I would go to acb.org, uh, and, and follow us, uh, through the news uh, on the on the main page, that's where you're going to see the stuff about the leadership conference. You can click through there, and and uh, there are links to the agendas as they are right now for the leadership conference um, meetings themselves. Uh, additionally, listening to this podcast, the advocacy update is a really nice way to keep up with what we are working on organizationally. Um, you can listen to us. You know, you can download the podcast or you can listen to it on ACB Media One through acbmedia.org. And as always, you know, we've got an Alexa skill. Uh, Ask ask Alexa to play ACB Media One or, you know, whatever. If we're doing a live event, ACB Media Six. So there's there's a lot of ways to, to stay in touch with us. Dan, do you have a favorite way to uh, to track everything that's going on at ACB? You mean besides attending meetings all day long each and every day? Yeah, yeah no, just <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 I actually do. And, and that is, and I'll encourage everybody, go to acb.org and join as a member. Join as a member at large or join one of our special interest affiliates or our state affiliates or... Join as an ACB friend. Once you join uh, ACB at any level and you provide us your email address, we have a wonderful newsletter that comes out every two weeks on Monday called ACB Dots and Dashes. And that is my favorite communication vehicle. It hits all the, the kind of key highlights of the last two weeks or the things that are coming up in the next two weeks. It provides a brief kind of very quick digest version of what's going on with a paragraph of information, always with a link if you want to 
drill down and find out more details about a particular subject. So I always think that's a wonderful way to stay in touch with ACB. The other is our community events calendar, which uh, features over a hundred community events, Zoom sessions on all kinds of different topics. And all you have to do to join that is go to community at acb.org, send an email in there and tell them you'd like to subscribe. You'll get subscribed to the daily community event calendar, which lists all the different events and how you can connect and always shares kind of a, a very uh, timely highlight of uh, one upcoming event each day inside of ACB. So we have well over 2,000 growing towards 3,000 members of the community event calendar. And I would encourage everyone to join and learn what's going on in a day in and day out basis within ACB. And additionally, all of our, you know, all of our social media follow us. We have, you know, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Uh, lots of YouTube video to consume. So, you know, for all of the, the timely stuff that we release, uh, follow us on those, on those social media. We put out multiple social media posts a day, uh, most days for, uh, and, and, you know, frankly, uh, this time of year in the lead up to the leadership conference, as we're confirming more guests, that's a great way for you to be able to, to see almost in real time uh, who we're adding as presenters. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention acbmedia.org, where you can get connected to all of our podcasts and all of these live events as they're happening, the vast majority of them we record and turn into podcasts. So you have an opportunity just like, uh, you know, the advocate, ACB advocacy update, you have the ability to go in and listen to those podcasts on demand, on your own time, your own schedule, and they are just an amazing resource. Eric and Dan, thank you for joining us today for the podcast. Thanks for having us, Saba. Thank you. What an exciting 2023. Let's get going. We can't wait. Yep. And as always, you can contact us by, you can contact me and Clark by sending email to advocacy at acb.org or calling us at 202-467-5081. And as always, Clark, you want to take honors? Uh, Absolutely. Thank you, Swatha. And as we continue here in 2023, keep advocating. Thanks for listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. You can reach us by emailing advocacy at acb.org. The ACB Advocacy Update is a production of the American Council of the Blind in Alexandria, Virginia. To learn more about ACB, visit us online at www.acb.org.